1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: okay come through queen I wanna see you come through queen
3: hi everyone it's Dan and Brendan and this is come through queen This is episode 7, Some of Us Just Like to Read. (laughs) This week on Come Through Queen, we cover the big news of the week, including Pink on The Voice with Christina Aguilera, The New Yorker and New York Times covering our favorite shows, and the latest from the NBC up front.
1: And then, of course, we're going to get you up to date on our shows, including Keeping Up with the Kardashians, The grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, and Real Housewives of Dallas and
3: New York City. Uh, We'll then let you know what y'all have been sleeping on, and we'll be taking a deep dive into the genre of celebrity and reality star memoirs.
1: Then we'll close out the show by telling you the freak of the week and the one true
3: queen. Uh, This week, we are happy to have our very first guest.
1: This isn't the first time that you guys have heard him, though, since every week he, sing, he sings our theme song. <laughs> it is the morally corrupt <gasps> Alex Hearst.
3: Hearst, <laughs> first. First guest. Welcome to the show, Alex. Oh my god, hi! Hello, friends
2: and fans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to have you, um... We decided to have you on for this special episode because of your extensive knowledge of <laughs> uh, celebrity and reality star memoirs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a passion of mine. I mean, you know, it's I, some of us just like to read, just like the <laughs> name of the so, Alex. Episode. Alex, how do you and Dan know each other? Oh Well, Dan is my boyfriend. Dan and I have been dating for... (laughs) Yeah, I'm often... I'm locked in the bedroom while you guys are (laughs) (laughs) recording this podcast, usually. I'm usually... sent to bed with a NyQuil. (laughs) Yeah, it's usually like a NyQuil, and then I put on a Pioneer Woman, and I'm good to go. We'll we'll, we'll get to the Pioneer Woman later. Yeah, it's one of the
3: many celebrity (laughs) memoirs that we'll be touching on this week. Um, But, you know, Alex not only is... The celebrity memoir expert, but also a Christina Aguilera super fan. Scholar, Scholar I would say. Uh, as, I, as am I.
2: Yeah, to an extent.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, uh, knowing both of y'all, I think Alex is definitely the bigger fan and scholar
2: here. I don't want to like toot my own horn, but like I know a lot of knowledge about Christina Aguilera. Okay. I know, but, but, but like to the point cool. of like she would probably put a restraining order on me if she ever met me. <laughs> but like our relationship is built on the strong foundation of
3: Christina Aguilera. Oh this my God, it's true. the house
1: that built you.
3: Yes. <laughs> um, so let's jump right in. Like speaking of Christina, let's yeah, jump that's right into so that part. Perfect. Perfect segue. So last week we told you guys to tune in to the Voices Week, which is not normally a Canon show, uh, but this week it was for the purpose of Pink being on with
2: Christina. So Alex, why was that important? Well, Christina and Pink have you know, they, they've they've had a long history of a feud in the public eye for, uh, you know, for years now, since Lady Marmalade, which was, what, 2001? So we posted a link to Pink's Behind the Music, or Driven, or one of those... Yes, H1 it was her shows. Behind the Music, where she talked about how Christina copied her for using Linda Perry on her stripped album, because Pink, you know, basically dug <laughs> Linda Perry out of oblivion for her misunderstood album. <laughs> Pink, Pink invented Linda Perry, according to her. What I find... Uh, the funniest about this feud is that Christina seems to be so unbothered by Pink. I don't think Christina ever even knew, <laughs> knew who Pink was on the set of Lady Marmalade. Like, I don't think she knew who she was. Pink is just so pressed over Christina. She hates her for no reason. Well, what's Other it? than Christina is more talented and more successful. Oh, my God. So how did it go down <laughs> on the set of The Voice? Well, uh,
3: well I do, before we talk about The Voice, though, I do want to take note that Wendy Williams took a page out of our book
1: Wendy um, Williams copies us. Yeah,
3: she clearly is a listener and fan of Come Through Queen. She is! And she broke down the exact fight that Alex described that like we were excited about the history of leading up to The Voice. Yeah, We are going to
1: break this news and Wendy Williams <laughs> copycatted us yeah. and stepped on us.
3: Well, we did post it on our various accounts prior oh, yeah, yeah. to Wendy. She uh, follows you guys on Tumblr. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, um, you know, we watched The Voice this week, so... Uh,
2: Alex, break it down for us. Yeah, so Christy or sorry, Pink was the guest mentor, I guess. So she she sat in with the coaches as they coached their contestants through uh, through rehearsing their their numbers for the actual live episode and. Honestly, like, not a whole lot to report here. It was kind of boring. Well, was, Christina was, was wearing, wearing a shirt. Yeah, Christina Christina came in wearing a shirt that said, bite me. So I'm wondering, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if that was a message to the producers who booked <laughs> me for the episode. Um, but I did, There, there were a couple, like, small little, like, nuances that, you know, maybe not, like, everybody got, but I thought it was interesting that one of Christina's contestants... Um, it, normally, the coaches assign the singers what song they're going to sing. Yeah. And this week, in particular, one of Christina's artists was assigned to sing the song "Hurt," which Christina famously did with Linda Perry. It's one of her famous, one of her more notable singles that she did with Linda Perry, oh God, who was deep dive. the source, <laughs> uh, the source of her uh, of Pink and Christina's beef. Yeah. So I wonder. I was wondering if. Christina, you know, did that on purpose just so Pink would be forced to hear hear that song that she knew that she did with Linda. I'm sure. I Christina knows what she's doing. Yeah. So uh,
3: there was also there was also a little uh, segment where Carson was like, and now let's look at like all of the fun that Pink (laughs) had this past week, and uh, just so that you have context. Pharrell only has one contestant left on during the final eight, correct? Reps. Yes. Uh, Christina and Adam, Adam both have two, mm-hmm. and Blake has three. So you would think that like there would be not that many scenes with Pharrell, a lot with um, with Blake. Blake, and like about the same with Christina and uh,
2: Adam. Not the case. Not the case at <laughs> all. It's very clear that Pink you know, really got along with the other three coaches, but her and Christina were strictly business. They didn't speak in between tapes. <laughs> oh, my God. There were, there were literally... They did not interact once. The, uh, every Everything that was shown via the footage was pink... Addressing the contestant or addressing the camera people. Yeah. like She said at one point, like, I'm uncomfortable. My palms are sweating because, like, the contestant had done so well, quote unquote. But I think that it was really Christina that made her uncomfortable.
3: Yeah. So Christina has been doing a little bit of promotional tour leading up to, like... The finale of The Voice, like touring West Hollywood,
1: going to the Abbey, then like Motherlode, then Fiesta the <laughs> Cantina—like uh, what kind of a tour?
3: And also hitting up <laughs> Ellen. So like previous to her, that's the next, that's the next game bar down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, previous, uh, previous to showing up on Ellen, like they promoted her appearance, and like she was set to debut some album news. So Alex.
2: Uh, what's the album news? Well, the album news is that there is no concrete album news <laughs> because Christina famously hates her fans. Always, she she doesn't respect us. She doesn't love us. She. What I love about Christina is that she's only interested in in serving in herself. <laughs> she she only wants to please herself, and I kind of respect that in a weird way. Like I think it's great that she's not like like Gaga's all about like her little monsters but Christina's <laughs> like fuck you I just want to like record an album that I like so I think that's great but basically all she said on Ellen was that there will be an album by the end of the year so I'm expecting a release of like Maybe New Year's Eve 2016 Well right? that's
3: when she released the duet with uh, Lady Gaga
2: Right, which there was also a little Gaga moment on Ellen as well oh, yes. they, played, they played Heads Up together Where Christina was um, asked to sing um, sing songs by other female artists And Ellen had to guess the artist And Christina like nailed Whitney Houston She nailed Rihanna now, Katy Perry, and then it got to Lady Gaga, and she goes, oh, uh, uh, born this way. <laughs> Christina, despite being featured on a Lady Gaga single a couple years ago, doesn't know a single Lady Gaga song. I thought song. they, I thought they, like, <laughs> reconcile. I think they reconciled, but I don't think Christina's interested in Lady Gaga yeah. as an artist. You know, you, oh,
1: this is great. You guys are like going on like a Christina tangent. I feel like that we need to
2: like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's also a Christina deep dive this week. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's pretty much it for the Christina on the Voice and on Ellen, right? Yeah, be on the lookout for X Six out in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, another thing going on in the news right now is that some, I guess, respected news said,
1: outlets... Some highbrow outlets have started to pay attention to the shows we love and watch. Yeah. And this week in particular, there were two big articles that came out, one in The New Yorker and one in The New York Times. Mm-hmm. The one in The New Yorker was a little more unexpected because it was about Vanderpump Rules and Vanderpump Rules' off-season. Yeah, it has just been,
3: wrapped up like a
1: month ago. Yeah, has been for like a month. But a pretty respected TV writer decided to take a deep dive into Vanderpump Rules and share with the New Yorker audience her thoughts, which I thought was great. And she went through, like, a lot of stuff, but she said that Vanderpump Rules was less like watching a television show and more like watching a sporting event, which Mm -hmm. I would agree with, because there's, like, a lot of drama, and you don't really know who you're rooting for at all times. Or at least that's how I feel with sports. And then the second thing that she said that pissed
2: off. <laughs> 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 I think how support me supporting yeah.
1: Brendan Davis. But <laughs> the thing that pissed me off that she wrote is she wrote, The nice men are hard to tell apart since half of them seem to na- be named Tom. Uh,
3: there's only one nice man named Tom, and that
2: and is he Tom
1: Schwartz, <laughs> my future husband. <laughs>
2: Bite your tongue, Bite your tongue. I I love Schwartzy. We're all Schwartzy fans
1: It was great to see the uh, Vanderpump rules written up in The New Yorker, but I want to move on to The New York Times, because The New York Times had an article about uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, which I thought was great. And it was talking about how RuPaul's Drag Race sort of represents where we are as a culture as far as LGBT stuff goes right now. And it was talking specifically about Chi Chi Levain, who, if you don't follow along at home, she is a queen from Louisiana. She was basically saying that she could never see herself standing up for, like, gay rights in Louisiana because she would get, like, attacked or something like that. And I thought it was, like, a very important piece about where we are in the country because us living up here, Mm -hmm. we are comfortable great. Yeah. But LGBT people living in the South, where all that stuff is happening right now, are not feeling so great. Hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that?
3: Well, I mean, I think that's (laughs) definitely, like... Uh, a, a little bit of a more deeper article than the New Yorker article yeah. was. Um, I haven't, like, I've only heard about it through you, so I, I haven't, got, like, taken a deep dive myself into it. But the New York Times also covered uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians right before the premiere a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they actually had, like, a really intellectual take on it as well, a scholarly take, one might say. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of describing the, the what we've said in the past and that, like, you know, this family's so ubiquitous that the show is now totally a different show than it once was, where it was, like, showing their antics that we didn't really know what the antics were prior to the show airing. And now it's, like, we know that the Kanye show is airing. We know, like, all the drama going on between, the like, Kate and the rest of the family and, like, stuff, like the Vanity Fair article, blah, blah, blah. So it's, like, interesting watching it now as, like, another side of the Yeah, whole we no longer have,
1: like, them rent- renting a monkey to, like, put on Chris for, like, an episode or anything like that. Yeah. Now we, like, have lived
2: through all of this. I kind of miss all that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I miss, like, the writer... Concocted scenes. They do that. They did do that, uh, like pie in the face scene last. That's season. true. I love a good Kardashian food fight. They like, <laughs> they do a food fight.
1: It's like, like it's like a Manzo ham fight. Yes, <laughs> I love a Manzo, <laughs> Manzo. Better Manzo than ham the Manzo though. <laughs> like
2: Kylie's housewarming, they were like smearing like sour cream and guac all over each other. I oh my god, yeah, that was rude.
1: That was no, her I new house. I, I think like we can move on from that because yeah. I think we just wanted to acknowledge that these highbrows publications are now um, following come through. Queen and yeah. reporting on things The issues about. that we <laughs>
3: Your impact
2: really knows no bounds. It's insane. Uh, so this
3: past week, I guess, like many of the networks have upfronts, or I don't really—they like, all have. A, I they, don't know, yes. like what, I don't know.
1: It's, it's for advertisers. It's like a TV
3: thing. Yet. But like maybe yeah. it's not even done. Like, I, did the CW do it yet? I don't know.
1: The it, I think like CBS was today. I saw Instagram um, yeah, of it, Julie Chen heading to it. the upfronts. But like,
3: yeah, you know, Bravo is part of the NBC Universal fam, so obviously we are tuned into the NBC upfronts. Uh, but we learned about what's going on with the Celebrity Apprentice because. We've heard about The Celebrity Apprentice being filmed with Arnold Schwarzenegger like months ago. Now that
1: Donald Trump is in line to be our president. He's
3: busy right now, so he can't be filming Celebrity Apprentice. So instead, a former uh, governor governor of California (laughs) is taking the lead. Um, So first of all, it's been rebranded as the new celebrity apprentice which as a gamer reminds me of how the 3ds was rebranded the new 3ds we don't know food. anything about that no, no, it's quickly
2: i didn't understand uh, a word of that sentence uh
3: <laughs> so apparently also we learned during the upfronts that it's been delayed until after the presidential election because they don't want to like tie what's going on in the election to celebrity apprentice so it's going to be delayed between voice cycles.
1: So it's going to be, like, winter next year? Yeah.
2: That sucks. I know. And for, like, the one month that The Voice isn't on. So they're going to double up <laughs> the episodes. They're going to, they're going to accelerate it. Yeah. yeah. They're probably going to double up episodes. I hate that. Because Celebrity Princess is legitimately, like, one
1: of my favorite shows. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's one of your favorite shows because of the cast. So you may have forgotten the cast that was announced like months and months ago when they were filming Like it. a year ago, I, maybe. Had to, I had to like look up the people because I mean, we only like have the Bravo celebrities on the tip of our tongue as in terms of like who's on the show. Okay, why
1: don't you read through the list and I will say I care or don't care. Okay. And well, Alex can also. I'll chime
3: <laughs> in when I feel like I Well, <laughs> I was only going to look through the ones that I know but I'll go through all of them for you guys. So first, Layla Ali. Don't care. Care. Uh, Brooke Burke Charvet, Sort of care.
2: Mm, meh,
3: sure. Okay, Eric Dickerson. I don't know her. Literally
1: don't know her. I he went has. to Dickerson Middle School though. <laughs> Shout out to East Cobb, Georgia, thank you.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Boy George. Yeah, I sure, care. Yeah, I really care. Yeah, yeah. I care. Uh, Matt Eisnet? Literally never heard that. I feel like he must play, like, yeah. football or baseball. So, like, Celebrity
3: Apprentice always has, like, a good number of, like, if you don't know the males, it's probably a sports star, and if you don't know the females, it's probably a model.
1: Yeah, like um, a Miss, a Miss, <laughs> Miss Universe. Or, oh,
3: or, or, like, an Olympic star, a female Olympic star. Oh, I always know them. I yeah, know, yeah, I, I, I care about the Olympics, Olympics deeply. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> Carrie Keegan. Do you guys know who that is? I'm not sure I know who that is. No, to be we, honest, okay. <laughs> I'm exposing myself right
1: now. I, like, thought it was the Real Housewives, Dallas. Like, <laughs>
3: Carrie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Ahead of her time. Yeah, uh, Carson Kressley. Yes, I care. care. Yes, care. I care. For sure. Uh, Lisa Leslie. Care. Care. care.
2: Who, who is it? WNBA. I don't know. Yeah, her. duh. Pay oh, attention, come on. Please. I care about female sports. I care about women. Okay. Uh, John Lovitz. <laughs> yes, care. Sure. Yeah, Okay. Uh, Vince Neal.
1: Nah, I know who he is, but I don't care.
2: Yeah, I mean, I. Again, like you said, I know who he is, sure. Uh, Nicole Snooky Polizzi. I very much care. I care too. <laughs> it's a sure thing like, that I care. Oh my god, good <laughs> reference. Oh my god. For god. Celebrity Memoirs.
3: Sorry. Um, I feel like this is the one I'm most excited about. I feel like this is her well, segue to Real Housewives of New Jersey. Bef- Okay, but before we
1: started, before we start this, Wendy Williams predicted this person to win.
3: Uh... Oh no, he was still turning about okay. Yeah, Snooki.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, he's not smart. Yeah. No, 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 no. I thought we were moving <laughs> at like a like a rapid speed. No, no,
3: no. I was stuck on Snooki. Okay,
2: sorry. Yeah, you know one, I, I too am very excited about Snooki. I think that she's gonna. I think she's way smarter than people think she is. She I was on she's,
1: After the View recently. You guys don't watch because you don't no. think it's canon. We <laughs> I mean, just like a lot of content. Yeah, we <laughs> have too much TV. Uh,
3: so the one that Wendy predicted to win. Kyle Richards. Do you care or don't care? care?
1: Care! I care about any housewife who totally... Yeah, of
3: course. I care because she's a housewife, but I don't care because I hate her on Beverly
2: Hills. Well, uh, but
3: bringing glory to, like, yes. the housewives. Franchise, name. yeah. Yes. Shael uh, Sonon. They're, they can't hear you,
2: now. I have no <laughs> idea who that <laughs> is. Uh, Don't know our, our, we okay. probably should have done some Googling before this. No, this is more
3: fun. Uh, Portia Williams.
2: Care. Uh, Care. I hope she rips someone. Well, she's going to win. I predict she wins. No, get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Williams. I don't care. Well, I, don't, I don't even
3: know who that is. I bet you he like drives like an NASCAR.
1: Race car. He sounds <laughs> like a NASCAR
2: star. He's for a sure. race car Never. driver.
3: Then, he was in the X Games once. Last, but
2: but certainly not least, Carney Wilson. Care. care. Queen. You know care. I rescind my comment about Portia Williams. Carney Wilson will be the queen of celebrity
3: <laughs> <everybody> <laughs> We, we just watched her this past weekend on like a house hunters, I think, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it was house a, like a mom It was like celebrity home makeovers or something. Oh yeah, she's been on a wife swap, but she's also was on a. Oh my
1: gosh, the most that. iconic wife swap was Jill Zarin and Blo- yes. uh, Blossom's like. Oh
3: my god, tune in to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Hulu if you guys have missed it. Anyways, we need to move, um, the we have to move on. <laughs> uh, so, NBC Upfront, besides that, there was also. Uh, Alex is very excited about this Mandy Moore is one step closer to
2: her EGOT Yes, yeah I, I, don't, really have, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to talk about In terms of the trailer Because I can't really remember what happened <laughs> All I know is that I'm just very excited That Mandy Moore is working in 2016 And that we're like we're, She's one step closer to her EGOT I, I think that Mandy Moore is way more talented Than people give her credit for Shout out to Mandy, I know you're a listener <laughs> wow. uh, so to
3: wrap up the NBC Upfronts, probably the biggest news of the NBC Upfronts, Mariah's new reality show trailer was shown. Did you guys watch it?
1: Yes, and also I think I'm gonna be in the show.
3: Oh my god!
1: They were filming at the event I was at over the weekend. Oh, oh my god!
3: We will yeah. post freeze frames on on Twitter.
1: It'll be like me walking around looking confused, yeah. probably.
3: I think, oh my god.
1: It looks, it, uh, her show actually looks like legitimately very good.
3: Yeah, it's yes. an eight part
2: series. It's not a reality show. Yeah, she refuses to call it a reality show. No, but that's like when low did her show.
3: That's also kind of like. That was a, a docuseries. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> Kate is a docuseries. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, but it's. It, Much it, more serious. It looks great.
1: I mean, like, uh, it's totally. the Mariah I want to see. It's her, like, refusing to be. Filmed in a fluorescent lit room without her sunglasses
3: yeah. on. It's like
2: all of that. Yeah. Yes.
3: Um, also, it like will lead up to her upcoming wedding a little bit too. Um, but to do, I guess, promo for this and also her Vegas show and other stuff going on, she popped on in to watch Revenge Live.
1: Oh my god, it was so good. She was late. Oh so, my god. So, Andy Cohen, it was a live show, Andy Cohen had to stall. And just start talking about Mariah and like how excited. Her he legacy. Was. Yes. It was
2: like m- must see TV. Yeah. Totally. At one, point he said she's on, in the elevator on Mariah <laughs> <and laughs> I'm being told to stop. Oh my god! I've been in
1: that elevator. It's not like a fast elevator. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah.
2: yeah. you've been in the elevator. I, as well. Yeah, uh, I've also
1: I, been. To I'm watch the, the only outside. one
3: who <laughs> has not been. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, like, besides her appearance, it was also kind of a drag race mashup as well. because We had three queens from drag race. We had Cynthia Lee Fontaine, we had Derek Berry, and we had Milk. Yeah. So it was a competition. They were there for Miss, uh, um, uh, Miss uh, Mariahka. Yeah, but they do this
1: like with whenever they have like a diva on, they yeah. do this with like either current drag race people yeah. or like New York drag queens.
3: Oh We had friend of the show Prodigy Major on there. She was Yes. Who was she in person Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake, yes, 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 yes. So uh <laughs> so we had Friends of the Show. Friends of the show. <laughs> uh, we had, so we have Cynthia, Derek and Milk. What was your guys' favorite if I mean Derek won, who would you have voted to win? I would've voted
1: milk only because I like the Christmas queen. Cynthia, like, had a beard going on and oh Cynthia's face did not And, like, I'm not, like, Derek was fine. No,
3: I, I, like, I will drag Derek to, like, the pits and back. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, Derek deserved the win. I,
1: I said that this is the only thing that Derek wanted. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: Uh, the other good highlights from Watch What Live was when the whole, like, do you know our conversation came up. Oh, with J-Lo. Like, I feel like we use that, like, in our day-to-day, like, if we know someone or we don't know someone. I mean, we were just using it in the
1: Celebrity Apprentice thing. Yeah, exactly. So,
3: (laughs) so, uh, I support, uh, Mariah saying that she doesn't know J-Lo, because, like, I understand what she's saying, like, she doesn't, she doesn't know her! She doesn't know her, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but she knows Britney.
2: Um, and Beyonce. And Beyonce. Well, she, loves Beyonce. she loves Beyonce. She's a fan of Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah.
3: She didn't say she was a fan of Britney.
2: No. What? Um,
3: Which? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the other highlight was when... She doesn't like Britney Spears fans. When during <laughs> <laughs> When during uh, Plead the Fifth, Andy asked Mariah, name three nice things about Nikki.
1: Oh, and when just like the long pause, and she said, "Can you?" <laughs> <That> was-
0: <laughs> I mean, like this is
1: why this is why Mariah is the like quintessential diva, yeah. and we appreciate her for being that. Like honestly, I she's just, uh, one
3: of our greatest celebrities for sure. Oh, I mean, wow. I like Mariah, but like she gave- gives a bad interview though. Like she, she can't like, answer a question. I know, but like that bad interview was like an amazing. Yeah, yeah, interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just for the antics. Yeah, for the antics, but like not for the answers. Like I'm not right. wanna, I don't want to be your friend. Like I'm not watching this, no. not wanting to be your friend or anything. <laughs> all right, let's move on from the news because we have a few shows to talk about. Um, we have a lot to say about <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians this week. Uh, so, Brendan, what? Okay, what are can you all I? About? Can so can I
1: like set the scene of when I watch Kardashians? Yes. So I was just coming from uh, the dry race party with my roommate Val. Shout out to Val in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I just want... Friend I, of the show. Friend of the show. I, w- I wanted to, like, just... I sort of abruptly was like, can I just put on Kardashians? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we were you
1: ashamed? No, no, but it was like, we were, it was like, roommates watching things together, and I was oh. like, I need to watch stuff, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I have to, like, be prepared. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just wanted, like, to give a few quotes of, like, what she said during that, because oh, I yeah, thought yeah. they were funny. Yeah, yeah. The first thing she said, like, what, like curtains up she said why do they have cornrows <laughs> which is also like what the
3: world is wondering but it's like all different like there's never cornrows at the same time there's it's always so a one cornrow yeah. it's always court and get him. Kim. him or, or oh, no Chloe and Kim. always back yeah, 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 cornrows, cornrows. Yeah, yeah. never and no, then, yeah, then, She's a mom.
1: And yeah, then, yeah. like, I wasn't really paying attention at one point, and she just said, Kim just took an ice pack out of her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then my favorite part was, because this, this shows that Val is indeed a Drag Race scholar. Mm-hmm. She said at one point, Courtney has a Naomi wig on. Oh, my <laughs>
3: <God>. <laughs>
1: Meaning <laughs> Naomi Smalls, who Drag Race.
3: But also, Brendan, um, I texted you during, Rebol- uh, not Rebels Drag Race, during Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And I said, there are two parts that you were gonna scream at. Yes. Did you scream at those two parts and what were they? Okay. <laughs> the first part, wait.
1: Let me think about what the parts Oh okay, the first I'm trying to figure out what yeah. came before each other. Okay, you know what the, the first part I think was Courtney Kardashian versus Faye Resnick.
3: The showdown? The interior
1: design <laughs> showdown that we've been waiting for as a generation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, break it down for
3: Kourtney us. Courtney has some credentials, like, leading up to the showdown. She was featured on the cover of Architectural Digest magazine, uh, quite the honor. Along with her sister, Chloe, as well. but like I showed
1: the photo of her office to my sister, and I was like, I would like to have this office. I it's would, a beautiful, yeah.
3: she has a beautiful home. I would like to have every room of her home. Yeah. Yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, and then, like, uh, the other contender, Faye Resnick, who has a business, a booming
1: interior uh, design she business.
2: She designed Kyle by Alien too.
1: She also was played by Connie Britton in a television show. That's yeah. like
3: credentials uh,
2: she... <laughs> Maybe not design credentials yeah. I
3: mean in the most recent season of Beverly Hills, she also designed uh,
2: Kyle's walk-in closet like trying to copy uh, Lisa Vanderbanks. Vanderbanks. Yeah. Yeah. Check out fayresnickdesign.com uh, I've spent hours. It's we great. We should get her as a sponsor. Oh my God! yes, we've been, we've been looking for a spot. It would be the best advertising place. So, in who's, so who's my, my team? My, whose team
3: are you guys on?
2: Faye. Faye, 100%. Always Faye. Courtney! Always no, Faye. 100% Faye. Faye has, has a long history of interior design. Courtney has only done her own home well no she and Scott also had the business
3: together no oh, but it failed on. after one day because she wanted to go get frozen yogurt Do exactly. you not
1: remember that episode yes I remember but I'm yeah sure it failed they, like... because she wanted to get frozen yogurt exactly right. so um <laughs> so what was the second thing I screamed at <laughs>
3: right I want to defend Courtney <laughs> okay oh my god <laughs> Things were too feminine, and also like. Well, I don't want to move on from like the interior decorator war because I do want to talk about Rob's house a little bit. Uh, Okay, Rob Rob's house was definitely like the saddest of the Kardashian Jenner homes. Every time we see a house in Calabasas, it's like I grew up in the Atlanta
1: suburbs, and like there are a lot of McMansions that went up like when I when my family started moving there, and
3: it reminds me of those houses. But they're not that great. But this house had vinyl siding, like that is definitely
1: <laughs> are right. you sure it was the actual exterior because they do fake it oh, that's true. true it true. very well could
3: not but like, that, but like that's rude even if it's like the fake one <laughs> but like, <of> course, yeah, <laughs> no,
1: no it's, it's like no,
2: shady editing no but like Chris's
1: exterior have you seen that like weird like it looks like out of My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Doesn't too.
2: Doesn't it not even look like a front yard? It looks like a backyard yeah. to me. Of the house? Yeah. The well, Chris is so Oh, no. Chris's. Okay. Yeah. Chris's home looks like a backyard to me. I don't like I it. I don't know. It looks
3: like... like
1: you <laughs> know when they go into My Big Fat Greek Wedding and they walk into the house and it's like made to look like it's like the... Parthenon or whatever. It reminds me of that. But
3: also, was this the first time Rob was on camera this season?
1: I think so. Yeah,
3: like welcome back Rob. Rob
1: is back. He's here. He's queer. He's not (laughs) queer. (laughs) queer. (laughs) Oh, also a big thing I wanted to talk about before we get to the other thing I screamed about, is the whole Courtney and Corey plotline. Yeah, Courtney's coming for Chris's
2: man. So (laughs) creepy.
1: And then like when Chloe was uncomfortable with it, she started calling uh, Corey dad <laughs> <laughs> She was like I've always wanted a
3: dad who wore
1: Gold chains oh or God. something like that
3: uh, One last thing on court Is I love when she was like running Around Rob's house screaming No one copy me in terms of Like <laughs> the bugs in the cabinet It was very like me She's Jenna, genuinely. everyone weird. copies <laughs> me Like I identify as court and I feel like Everyone like Wait, why would that. anyone
1: want to copy You
3: Ooh. I have like a lot of great things. About. <laughs> <laughs> um, duh, duh, duh. I did like when Kim was excited about like Black China being involved with Rob in that.
1: And they would like, not say her name. They didn't really talk. They didn't. They would. They oh would yeah, that that say one, her name yeah. yeah.
3: But, like, the thing that she was, like, happiest about was the fact that, like, Rob is back on social media. I know, like, oh, he's all over Snapchat now. Like,
1: (laughs) progress. She was so so happy. Like, when I joined Snapchat, I felt felt like I was, like, devolving into, like,
3: (laughs) something horrible. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Follow me on
1: Snapchat, not Brendan.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> relentlessly on Snapchat.
2: <laughs> don't follow uh, me on Snapchat. Uh, Just don't. don't. He's, he's not well. He's so, not well. So, Brendan, uh,
3: what, what was the other thing that you that I predicted that you would scream at? Okay. So, <laughs> he's fanning himself right now. If only we had like a video. So now,
1: we are like, how many episodes in this season?
3: This is the third episode. Third
1: episode. <laughs> Three episodes into the season, and we've already got three of the four now-and-then adult cast members on board. So Rita Wilson made an appearance.
3: After Melanie Griffith and Rosie made an appearance appearance. last week.
1: So this is the start of a new campaign that we're doing. It's called hashtag Draft Demi. Draft Demi.
3: Draft Demi. (laughs) For Keeping Up With The Kardashians. For Keeping Up With The Kardashians.
1: Please tweet it, Instagram it, Facebook it. Slide
3: into our DMs. Slide into our
1: DMs (laughs) because we need the now-and-then cast to all support the Kardashians.
3: We need the quadfecta to be com- complete. Um, so, so, the other thing was, like, they were filming a college humor sketch. Yeah, and, and
1: in it, uh, Rita's name was supposed to be Anita. Anita. And Chris kept on getting it wrong, and it was, like, funny. It was funny for, like, five minutes. I don't care.
3: I mean, it was an interstitial. It was oh my
1: god, like, I read a blind about oh. Rita the other day. Oh. I sent it to him.
3: Yeah, it was She was
1: asking me, I not like
2: To Alex. Yeah. So, yeah, will you say it? I don't know. No, oh, you remember? repeat yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I can't. You say it, Brendan. She was not well. She was <laughs>
1: chain-smoking outside of a lung cancer benefit. What? In the blind item. It's a blind item. It's not, like, the truth.
3: Oh, I thought you were talking about a different readable some blind item. The one involving Tom Hanks.
1: Oh, yeah, there's, there's a, I mean, right. like, I can send you my blind. Go
3: to Google.com. There's plenty of <laughs> girl blind girl talk. <laughs> Um. Besides I'm keeping up with the Kardashians, Mason got $100 from the Tooth Fairy. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Could you imagine $100 for a tooth? I can only imagine.
1: <laughs> Do you remember that song, that Jesus song?
3: No. No? No.
1: Nope. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the North Brendan. <laughs> my and, first
3: concert was like a Jesus concert. Mine was really hard. <laughs> uh, another scene that I liked was when Kim and Chloe no, Kim and Courtney. I mixed up all the Kim. Oh <laughs> yeah, Kim and Courtney were at a restaurant. And and uh, they were talking about crepes, and then Kim says, "I don't like eating crepes because it feels like I'm eating human skin." <laughs> that was very like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Can I, tell uh, I don't so even we, remember that. Oh my god, I like <laughs> was shook. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes
1: people tag me in Jeffrey Dahmer content because they say I oh, remind, yeah. I I remind them, I see I remind them of him.
3: In and, and that same, <laughs> in that same scene, they were talking about like. uh, P, a.k.a. Penelope, a.k.a. Poosh, and, and North's <laughs> relationship, and then, like, I guess, like, Poosh bullies North a little bit, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny, and then P told North, she said, you're not growing up, you're getting littler, and it's, like, so trolly, the way that, that Courtney was describing it. Because I guess like Norse is very sensitive and takes like everything very seriously.
1: Yeah, was Courtney wearing her Naomi Smalls wig? Yes, she was.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think
1: that... I think we can like stop keeping that's up it.
3: With, like, the We've kept up. Yeah. We've caught
1: up. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
3: we're caught up. Uh, so that takes us to Dallas. Dallas.
1: <sighs> the Real Housewives <laughs> of Dallas. So, the true queens of my heart.
3: We start off with uh,
1: it's Stephanie and she's Stephanie. De- she's redecorating. She's
3: redecorating her son one of her sons' bedrooms, which we'll get to at near the end of the episode, but she's talking about like the like style influences of her husband and like the husband wanted to samurais like on the front lawn. That was my favorite part.
1: <laughs> so they have these two giant statues, samurai statues, and they call, Steph calls them Oprah and Gail, which they're both men, mean, <laughs> mind you, <laughs> but like, which is what I would do if I had two statues.
3: <laughs> and then she invites She Randy. decorates them. Yeah, yeah. she invites
2: Brandy over to decorate them. Oh she puts like a green tutus on them. And, and a bra. Yeah. 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 That's cute. I mean, yeah.
1: yeah, but the decorator's name is Donna. I have, a, I have that in caps. My notes. Oh, wow.
2: Donna. Donna. <laughs> so Steph is a decorator over Brandy or, or over her Courtney and Faye. Oh wow! Steph is the superior Steph decorator. Is, Steph
1: is the decorator. <laughs> she hired a decorator named Donna. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: there <It> wasn't Steph. <laughs> I fell
1: asleep during this. But uh, her her husband is like a freak of nature. Yeah,
3: he's low. a controlling
1: freak, and he's like sort of anti gay in the way that like he doesn't want curtains and his Son's bedroom?
3: He's very, um, from OC. Simon? No, OC, OC. Simon? The Simon as in Tamara Simon. No, 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 no. Uh, G- uh Jesus Joseph's husband. <gasps> oh my god, what's his name? I can't remember. I hate. Oh, uh, it's like, I kind of no, like an Italian name, name, but whatever. It's an Italian <laughs> name. <laughs> no, <laughs> Vinnie. Um, Vinny! No. <laughs> Uh, so, besides the statues, one of the big scenes of the show was, uh, well, first of all, Brandy goes over to Marie's house to teach the daughter cheerleading. (laughs) This was my favorite
1: part, because I didn't, they, I, uh, in my brain, they didn't set it up enough for me to know that, like... She was going over to like like do athletics yeah. with like young people, so there it was, was like, no there
3: was no like confessional. It was like precursor. It though.
1: was like Brandy in sweats walking up to Marie's house, and Marie's in full drag. She's yes. got like, <laughs> she's in fully <laughs> made up, and Brandy is in sweats. So I was like, oh, shit. Lululemon <laughs> <best>. like Lululemon <laughs>
3: best.
1: like not even Lululemon, like like Lululemon knockoff, whatever they call yeah. that. It was like. I had a panic attack. But it was clear that Marie bought that dress for this scene. I know because Marie is the best F.O.H. we've had
3: in years. Like the thirstiest F.O.H. Um, Was she wearing that like headpiece yet or no? No, that scene too. This scene was like the hot pink top and the ruffled like (laughs) banana colored skirt. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, So that was like startling. But then we get another scene with Marie. I mean, Marie's, like, truly the star of this episode. She's the glue that's holding this episode. Yeah, we,
1: forever. like, had, like, a little stop with, like, Carrie and her husband, and it's, like, they are the new Alex and Simon. Oh, so yeah. So, like don't really care. But there
3: was one part of that scene that I did like. So, uh, her, Carrie's husband has her try on this dress, and it's a Naeem Khan dress, which you may know from Real Houses of New York. Carol's friend, Carol's close friend, Naeem and Rajana. Yeah. So it was, like... A, a crossover, crossover for like Blue's a friend jumper. It's like a crossover. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a crossover episode for like those of you who are like paying close attention, totally, such as myself. <laughs> but, but then we get back to Marie. Marie's house is like the 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 set of the. Well, episode. it's it's
1: and then like Tiffany and Leanne come in. Well, and they're prepping
3: beforehand.
1: They they like they they're, they're like prepping prepping receipts. They, like, have receipts for, like, whatever happens. They're
3: printing out the, the text messages. Yeah. They're praying ahead of time. God is going to show them the truth. I believe God will show them the truth. <laughs> um, they're going to use their super twin powers, uh, and then they show up. So is wearing her second purchase outfit of the week. <laughs> With the headpiece. piece. A it's little like,
1: gaga, it's like, like, like... It's like silver triangles just, like, resting along her, like,
3: the side of her head. It's a great look. Like, great for Dallas. Yeah. I mean, she's supporting a Dallas <laughs> Uh And then, like, they, they just start fighting. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany says, you can't tell me. I don't like to engage when you're texting me. Uh, like, Marie's texting her all these things about uh, Leanne. Mm-hmm. Tiffany's not really engaging back. She then goes and runs to Leanne and tells her the scoop. Yeah. And then Leanne goes to confront. And loses her mind.
1: Leanne, I I love Leanne, I want to be Leanne in every fight. She is perfectly insane, and that's why I think she is probably going to be the matriarch of Dallas going on.
3: Well, I mean, she self-identifies as the O.J. I
1: know. That's That's the other reason why I think she's going to be the matriarch. Uh, so anything else from this episode? No, but I think we have to go back and talk about Drag Race, which we totally forgot! Uh, Yeah, we (laughs) skipped over that.
2: Uh, so (laughs) it was the
3: finale.
1: So, it's actually funny that I forgot, because I actually had a special finale experience. Oh yeah, give us a scoop! (laughs) So I was invited to go to the, like, logo official finale party. Yeah,
3: so for those of you who don't understand... They film that finale that was like a live finale a few weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then have the actual live finale party where the winner learns that they've won at that party.
1: Yeah, so I went and I uh, brought my roommate Val, who we mentioned earlier. In the friend of the podcast, show. Friend of the show. <laughs> and um, we went and we, it was fine. We were in like the VIP press section for a little bit. And we started watching the show. It was, like, so hot. So you didn't say. It
3: was...
1: (laughs) It was, like, really, really, really hot in there, so... But at one commercial break, we decided to run home because we lived close enough that we could, like, run home in a commercial break. So we ran home and finished the show off and sat drinking Nicole Page Brooks's in our apartment.
3: So what's a Nicole Page Brooks?
1: It is a (laughs) cocktail we made up that is Kettle One Vodka with... Peach lemonade, soda, ice, and lime. Yeah,
3: sounds delicious. It's, it's delicious.
1: So I like,
2: that sounds truly delightful. Yeah. me. Uh During your
3: your attendance at the party, uh, yeah, like did you see any queens? Well, did yeah, we a
1: scoop. We saw um, Violet did a performance before the uh, show started airing. Was she the
3: one with the silks? Well, yeah. Who else? Oh, oh very silks. pink. Well, yeah, she did pink. She <laughs>
1: she did the silks like pink. But that's, like, all, like, I really have to report from it, because we literally ran away.
3: Wow. Well, thanks to Brendan, our correspondent. <laughs> Jesus. But, like, let, let's
1: talk about, like, your thoughts from, like, okay. about Alex and Dan. Like, what are your thoughts? I want to hear about miscongeniality and the winner. Who do you think should have won, and in- Compared to who won. All
2: right, hers first. Hers first, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of who should have won, I mean, it's, it, it, like, honestly, I sort of went into watching the finale thinking, like, I'd be happy with any winner. I think my, my heart really lies with Kim Chi. I love Kim Chi. I think that I would have been, I, I would have been really happy to see her win, but I think that Bob is a deserving winner. I think that Bob's performance, her lip sync, during the during finale. the finale was phenomenal. The Choreo had me like screaming. Um so I, I'm I'm fine with it. I, I think that no matter how you shake it, like I would have been happy. Yeah, what about Congenes? Congen Je- I mean I would have loved to see Chi Chi win. Yeah, I think
1: I, I think, think that's, that's, like that's consensus. the consensus. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think that she she really stole the hearts of America. You know? uh,
3: I would say there's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome in the, the Hearst Calabrese residents, and that we pretty much like agree on this. Like we have the same yes. opinion. We yes. talked each other into it. Mm-hmm. That like I was totally for kimchi winning, um, but I'm happy with Bob winning. Like I'm totally cool with it, especially like after the music video, which I think is like maybe the best Drag Race contestant music video. Best
1: video, like, not the best song.
3: Not the best song, but the best Mm -hmm. video. Best concept, best production, and then also agreeing with Chi-Chi getting Miss Congeniality. I think I even talked about that last week, that, like, I thought Rue was setting up for Chi-Chi to win.
1: Yeah. I would say, like, my opinion is, like, I'm all over the place, but I thought I was rooting for Naomi. I thought Kim deserved it. In a way, but then mm. I like knew that Bob like extra deserved it. Like, I don't like it. We're all winners here. Yeah, we're all, yeah, here. We're all totally winners. Here. Totally. My favorite moment was Katya coming out like in barefoot and like rolling on the floor and like just like talking about horseback riding. wearing
3: flats. No, she was bare. She was barefoot. She was barefoot. No, she was barefoot. And
1: Cranny her like, feet were dirty. Like, uh, m- my second favorite queen
3: of all time. Were there any, well, don't spoiler, like, a future queen ranking deep dive. But, anyway, were there any... This is like when you tell me to stop tweeting, and then I think <laughs> we have to talk about it. What you
1: guys do not see
2: behind the scenes. Oh, my it's God. scary stuff.
3: <laughs> Alex knows.
2: <laughs> the we are controlled by yes.
3: <laughs> No, uh, so, either of you guys, were there any looks from anyone who was there, audience, past winners... Season 8 contestants that stood out to you? I, I'm i not, like, a Violet
1: stan, but her look was... Insane. Fully thought out and amazing. The spider veins, like, everything that flies on her face. Insane. Insane. Yeah.
3: I wasn't standing for that as much.
1: God, you're so I still,
3: like, like her as a winner,
2: but I... Like, like, let that aside for like one second. And know, Dan. And she came out and Dan was like, "Oh, I hate her." And I was like, "You have to give it to her. Like, she looks amazing tonight." And he was like, "Ugh, God, the biggest like, ding dong bing bong of all time." <laughs> well, I
3: screamed bloody murder when Roger came out with the kimono and then ripped it off. Oh, okay. that, that was like a Madonna look. That I feel like great. no one's talking about that, and that's like one of the highlights for me. From wait, do you want to hear
1: a bit of like Reddit tea that I heard? Oh yeah, yeah. The reason that they didn't have a pork chuck moment oh. is that she's under contract with Botched. She can't show her new face <gasps> on television.
3: Stop She's it. on the new season of Botched. My god, you heard it here first.
2: <laughs> Is botched canon? Yeah, <laughs> or on Reddit. Is Bosch canon? Well, between, between a yeah. season? Between
3: a DeBro and a pork chop?
1: I, I think we should, should I watch do. it. I mean, Dubro? Dubro? <laughs> Nasset? 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 Yeah, like, yeah. it's canon. Yeah. yeah. Alright, I'm in. Okay, right. so we like, need to move on to New York so that we have yeah, time yeah, to yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. about uh, other things in this economy. Okay. So uh, this this episode can I announce it threw me for a loop that I was not expecting at
3: all. Well the preview didn't like really set you up for it other than the fight between Beth and so I know but like the end of the episode was so insane to me I like mm. I like
1: d- 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 curveball.
3: Yeah.
1: New, <laughs> New York has so much like good
3: content because they are friends and they hang out. But it, it, <laughs> it's it's great. I mean we we will Nail the snail to the coffin, but like the nail joke, the snail. We will nail. <laughs> we, will, we will hammer the snail. <laughs> like we are working from home into the coffin. Uh, the difference between this season of New York and Beverly Hills is shocking. Shocking. Like, there's like five-year plot lines in one episode of New York, and then like one plot line in 20 episodes of Beverly Hills. It's such yeah. a different viewing experience. So let's so like, start from the beginning. So we start
1: out with the Countess moving into Sonya's oh house. The B&P. The
3: b and
1: <laughs> 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 Sonya kept on calling, kept on trying to say... B&B? Yeah, bed and breakfast. Yeah. But you kept on saying B&P, like a mixture between uh, a, a bed and breakfast and a fucking gas station. B&P gas station.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a floor of the uh, Morgan residence that we've never seen before. How is floor? I was floored. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're a freak. It looked to me like it was the attic. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, it attic. was definitely the attic. She was like, "You can put your champagne in the fridge." It was a mini fridge. Yes. <laughs> and she said, and "Wait, and there was like only one, like one stove top. Like it was a, very like tiny house kitchen. Seven. Yeah, it was like, a, it, yeah, it wait, was a tiny wait. house under. And she said
3: uh, it's normally reserved for uh, her visitors from Dubai and Switzerland." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same. Wait. So, should we also like mention the fact that we've done some investigative research on yeah. Sony's new brands?
3: Okay. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> it, we, uh, here. So last week we mentioned that we wanted to do a taste test between uh, Tipsy Girl Prosecco, Skinny Girl, whatever the Prosecco. Oh, they have a Prosecco as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: I decided Brendan here decided to do some investigative research. And so I decided to email the so there's a there's a tipsygirl.com and so I pressed email and I sent an email to whoever received it <laughs> and I said hello was wondering if Tipsy Girl is available yet and any NYC retailers would love to try it. xoxo, bread.
3: And I yelled at Brendan for not saying that he was from Come Through Queen to get, receive a free oh bottle
1: of it. I I got an email back two minutes later. <laughs> 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 thank you for email Our product arrives Into NYC end of May Will be available in retail situations Throughout NYC Let us know what you think when you try it Send from my my mail for iOS And I said thank you
3: But yeah so that's where we're at Yeah so uh The t- at- testing will will be coming soon enough I mean the end of May is coming up quick Yeah Anyway so
1: we were at <laughs> <laughs> Um Um and then, we went to Bethany... We went to a... Lunch? Dinner? With- no, no, no. It was
3: Bethany's office. So no, 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 no. We
1: went to a dinner with Bethany, Carol, and Sonia. Oh, not Sonia, Ramona. Ramona, yeah, yeah. And uh, they were, like, basically talking shit about Sonia the entire time.
2: Um, uh, like... Bethany it- called it a dumb idea. <laughs> she called Tipsy Girl a dumb idea. And she said, she
1: said like... Tipsy girl is basically like watching your husband fuck someone else, oh which like doesn't even make sense in this economy. I love
2: when Ramona goes, Here's the knife! Here's the knife! <laughs> she, she, she like picked the butter knife off of the table and like started stabbing it across oh the my butt.
3: Ramona's not supporting her sister.
2: I know. I was so upset by that. I know. But then, like,
1: our third scene is Dorinda and Ramona. Dr- Ramona is, like, all over the place. Dorinda is wearing all white with just a scarf that is, like, hints of black but also white. A beautiful scarf. They're at Sarah Beth's that, Wait, like...
3: Wait, we, we need to not move on from the scarf. <laughs> uh, Dorinda tweeted about the scarf, and we, all three of us individually... Responded to, to Dorinda's tweet about her scarf, like supporting her. Because it was a fucking good scarf. Yep, yeah, with, but without knowing.
1: Without her, knowing. Her and
3: <laughs> responded. We were like three sad old
1: men sitting in this one room together. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> did she acknowledge any of the tweets? I don't no, think she okay. did. But she does follow all three <laughs> of us. Oh, so. That's true. So. That's true. Like, she it's only said,
3: follows like 400
2: people. Yeah, we're among them. The elite. Because we're in. <laughs> we're the inner circle.
3: I mean, like Alex and I are close personal friends.
2: Oh my god. That's,
3: that's
1: true. Alright. <laughs> um... <laughs> So then, like, scene four was, like, at
3: Bethany's office. Yeah, it says, So Bethany... It, it starts with Bethany going... Rah, 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 like, to the <laughs> assistance, and then... Sonia walks Sonya in. walks in. Sonia walks in and is just,
1: like, mesmerized by the scene in front of her. She sees the color red and says, Oh, I, I like, like the color red. I <laughs> like <laughs> oh, skinny girl red.
3: It's on my
2: website.
1: Um, and then the the best part was Bethany trying to like get Sonia focus and Sonia's still like looking around yes. in his eyes. and like Bethany is like visibly pissed because she feels like mm. her brand has been stolen from her yeah um and then they sit down and like the thing that was crazy for me when they sat down and had this like conversation it was like a sort of it wasn't a yelly conversation but it was a loud conversation about brands but they were sitting in the middle of an office
2: yeah while there were interns sitting behind <laughs> them typing on computers. <laughs> yes. It was horrible. Chiming mean, fear
1: is chats, and then like at one point, Bethany stole a line from Dallas and told everyone that she sharted. Oh yeah! True. Like don't come from don't come for Dallas's poop. Dallas and Beth, <laughs> um, but man, Locken is <laughs> going to sue <suit> you.
2: <laughs> Your charity world's going down the
3: toilet. Oh my god. <laughs> We were going to have Alex perform Leanne Locken during the Dallas conversation. Sorry, but I didn't throw I'm glad that he set up the plate even after we forgot. It's just something I like to scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like I was getting really sad during that scene. Well,
1: I think there were a couple sad things. Sonia kept on referring to Bethany as her mentor, which yeah, like they
2: have had two conversations about business, so that's like a little delusional. You know what it reminded me of. It reminds me of Beverly Hills when Kim Richards tells all the other girls that Brandy Glanville's her best friend, and then Brandy's like she calls me her best friend Aww. and like that's how I felt when Bethany was like she calls me her like her what do you call it mentor her mentor. mentor. Like that's how it like felt to me And it just felt sad I was like tearing up during it yeah, I, like, I mean it I was... cried her every show <laughs> No but that was a, th- This was a particularly sad scene Yeah
1: But it ended with Sonia walking Into the elevator and saying Does this mean I can't do pocketbooks Because Luann does pocketbooks Aww
3: <laughs> You can do pocketbooks
1: Also like I haven't heard a woman call A purse a pocketbook since like My mom in the 90s Hey Marilyn,
3: <laughs> <laughs> come through Marilyn.
1: <laughs> and then we go to Jules on her like damn nanny search. And this like, I'm sorry, I want to like Jules, but I felt like this entire scene was her basically like trying to ham it up, like ham it up and like be a real housewife. Yeah. So like her nanny had to like. Like, stand in line at, like, a sample sale. Oh, like, knowing, like, new Spanish. I like Spanish, uh,
2: Spanish, like, <laughs> like the with explorer. That was offensive.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. So no, we move on from that. But, yep. Wait, do you, uh, do you guys think she's going to coming back next season? At, from now, season, uh, episode seven right now we're at.
1: No. That's how I feel. Um, if Dorinda keeps on making like going in the direction that Dorinda is, she needs an ally. She needs an ally. Yeah. So season
3: nine, stay tuned for Jules.
1: Yes. Scene six was <laughs> Carol
2: and Adam's back and Ugh. Adam's sexy. I'm sorry. Yeah, out of town. He's he's a good looking man, but like snore. Bye. But
1: like uh, Carol was like trying to adopt a kitten yeah. to like foster and that was fine. I thought the
2: kitten was more interesting than Adam in I, that I scene. I thought Carol's, it was like jumping behind the Christmas tree. It was like cute. I thought Carol's Jesse Nelson necklace choker
3: was more interesting than you Adam. You stole
1: that from she my like, notes! I like, wait, <laughs> I made the exact same note as well. <laughs> Carol in a choker. <laughs> um, and then she's also like I thought it was very interesting that she parted ways with her editor, who we've seen in several scenes, and she's now like pursuing a cookbook. She with- has no loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> These hoes ain't loyal. Okay, so let's <laughs> move on to like let's move on to like the fights, <laughs> the big the big scene. Stop it. The big scene. I'm gonna have the
3: Madame Paul Light ball.
1: Well, no. First we go to the. <laughs> Sushi Rocks, which whatever if you ever go to a restaurant called Sushi Rocks, you're probably not having good sushi. I wanna go double X, I believe. <laughs> sushi rocks. The yes. thing the thing about that scene though was Luann's interview look, we all oh, gasped. Screamed
3: Gasped and gasped. Gorgeous.
1: <laughs> Crimped Bob. Crimped. And like, like a like a cape situation. <laughs> Incredible. Like you did your gay men well. Lou.
3: I'm so and... proud of her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you did
1: it. And then there was... Okay, so then they went to uh,
3: John's party at the... So I thought, it, I thought it was at, like, an event space, and then you see outside shots, and it's Madame Paulette. Yeah, the, explain what Madame Paulette is. Madame Paulette is John's uh, dry cleaning service. Yeah. And the windows outside were very, like... Bloomingdale's, like Saks Fifth Avenue, it was holiday Christmas windows. time. It was but, Christmas like, time. I wouldn't expect like my dry cleaner doesn't have like uh, a window display during Christmas time. And they have like agree. My dry cleaner makes me
1: wait nonsense. like two days, and I'm like, <laughs> your window
3: says one day. Yeah, I mean, if um, Lot uh, was close by, I would, I would be a patron.
1: So the big, the big story out of this party oh was was. It was all convoluted, but what it ended up being down to was Luann hooked up with some guy named Ray, and it's not R A Y, it's R E Y, like know Star
3: Wars. Know that? <laughs> no, I think that's the name of the Star Okay, War.
1: okay. but but <laughs> we were Ramona was burdened with this man named Ray, and Luann fled the scene. Bur-
2: so let's also note that Ramona was not invited to this party. She just showed like he, up. Oh, yeah, Dorinda was offended yes, by that. And Dorinda despite, was pissed initially because Ramona showed up to the party uninvited. Despite
3: their Sarah Beth's reconcilia- reconciliation.
1: Ramona sure. is the Kristen Doty of <laughs> yes.
2: New York. I love that we're now, like, <laughs> like Rules <Vanderbilt's laughs> is, like, above... Anyway, sorry. So, no, no, so there's this guy <laughs> named Ray, and for some
1: reason, Ramona decides to form an alliance with him, and he's, like, being really belligerent. He had hooked up with uh, Luann, and he... Is a like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I probably hooked up with him in the past. Like... I mean, he is a
3: clear homosexual. Wait, don't yes. say that. No, I, can say, I will say that. <laughs> I mean, what he was saying... It was insane. Anyways, so (laughs) Luann leaves,
1: Luann leaves and like Ramona is like, like best friend with this guy now and they start attacking John together. Yeah.
3: I'm sorry, and I know a lot oh of my the God. listeners don't like John,
2: but I'm Team John in this.
1: I'm Team Ramona and Ray.
2: That's insane. <laughs> that is the only I'm, I'm only Team Dorinda. Dorinda is the only one no. who who it's showed true. True. even a smidge of class it's during true. this. John should not have put his face in his, his, his hand in Ramona's face. Ramona should not have defended Ray. Yeah. Dorinda right. did the right thing. Yeah. She she took Ramona out of the situation. And left. And she reprimanded her boyfriend for do, for doing her girlfriend wrong. It yeah. wasn't right. So <laughs> I would say Brandon Ramona was right. I mean what? Dorinda. Dorinda. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on like my fifth drink. <laughs> Brendan is on the wrong side of history. Oh my god, calm down. I, all
1: I wrote was "Give Ray an apple" on my notepad.
2: Uh, so I think that's it. Mine says Ray is not straight. Wait, though. no, my
1: my other my, my other thing was like Ray. Uh, Brings his cocktail out onto the side yes, to continue yes. fighting and continue
3: drinking. <laughs> and that's why we're done right now with this.
1: <laughs> okay, so New
3: York is done. Let us wake you up to what y'all have been sleeping on. So, uh, I don't know if all of our listeners are necessarily on Twitter. There is a Twitter queen y'all need to be following. Uh, her handle is called Our Joy, Our Joy. 1919. So it's the letter R, Joy. Then O R, <laughs> O R. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing too much. Oh you are Joy. 1919. So uh, she has a pretty iconic vine that that
2: Alex does to the T. I like it. Don't even really like. But it's amazing. But, uh, I just like. Uh, okay. So apparently, I feel like it's because. Um, she like she's a Donald Trump supporter and yeah. I feel like non-Trump supporters started tweeting at her calling her obese <laughs> and so she she uh, she posted a video response saying hi losers you calling me obese? Oh really? Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're jealous you're just like a rat around the corner looking for our food! <laughs> I'm very
3: jealous! And then like, in the background of that video, there's like a remix of Someone Like You, so whenever <laughs> so whenever, whenever Alex does the impression, I'm like I heard that settle down and there's also a great vine that matches up Kyle's intro to what Alex just performed for you. Yeah, and it, like, it, I watch it, it every day. It actually. matches up pretty it's perfectly. Hilarious. So we will retweet all that and hopefully you'll wake up to what y'all have been sleeping on. Uh, so that takes us to <laughs> <laughs> the deep dive this week. And that's why we had Alex come on this, uh, this week. He is... Truly, an expert,
2: a gentleman, and a scholar. I would not call topic. myself an expert. I just, I just like to read celebrity memoirs because it's, it's just a, it's just a fun thing I like to do. Some of us just like to read.
3: Yeah. So we're gonna go through a few celebrity and reality star memoirs, give our, you know, thoughts. our thoughts, our take, whether we think you should read them, not read it, skip it, it's garbage, it's great. Um, so I think we'll start with. I think we all agree this is probably one of the greatest celebrity memoirs all of us have read. Of all time. Of Of all all time. time. yeah. Uh, Leah Remini, host of The Talk for One Season,
2: (laughs) (laughs) troublemaker. (laughs) What a troublemaker she was (laughs) (laughs) with this memoir release. I mean, like, really shaking up the world of Scientology. So the whole concept is
3: she was a Scientologist since she was... Little girl, because her mom dragged her into it, and then you guys all know she was it for so long. She went to the Tom Cruise wedding, and then she got out publicly. Came out, yeah. So when
1: this memoir came out, it was also released with a 2020 special. Mm-hmm. And I had a viewing party with some like like work friends, and we made a whole event of it. And the Remini is amazing, and she's also been. Brought on to bring other people out of the religion, yes. like she brought uh, the head of the religion's dad out of it, which yeah. was another Papa Miscavige. Yes, but like <laughs> the, the the book in particular, like dishes about uh, J Lo. Yeah, right. there's a lot of Lo,
2: And Lo's father, who is a practicing Scientologist. Yeah. yeah. Like, to this day.
1: I think my favorite part about the book is the photo section, and there's a photo of J.Lo and Mark Anthony oh walking out of or into the wedding, and then you see, like, two people behind them, and then it's captioned, Yeah, that white sleeve is me.
3: And that was, like,
2: her only paparazzi <laughs> photo from our event. <laughs> That was me who tweeted, I'm Alex. Sorry. <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> I mean, snorted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: You live tweeted.
3: <laughs> um, I definitely recommend watching the special first, because like normally those specials, you think like they're not going to really say anything that interesting. They're going to say like, oh, like check out the book, blah blah blah. She, she like a gives lot. a lot in that interview, and then you would think like the fact that she gives a lot during the interview, the book isn't that interesting. She gives the book a book is amazing and there's even more in the book and for me the best part of the book is like you can read it and hear her voice as yes. she's as you're reading it. Yeah. Like it's clear that she didn't have someone else write it. Like it's her. To a T. So yeah. you guys Agreed. you guys recommend it? Don't recommend it? 100% recommend, recommend it. Recommend One of the greatest it.
2: of all time.
3: Alright so that takes us to Ramona Singer <laughs> Life on the Ramona Coaster Wait, so Who's read it? N-
2: I haven't read it. I have. I have as well um, what a what a ride on this remote <laughs> coaster. <laughs> um you know, it's it, it's it's cute.
3: It's it's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I think that, you know, it, it's a it's a fun beach read. I read it in Provincetown yeah, last summer. Yeah, the beaches of Provincetown. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think I got kind of like a couple little condescending looks reading Ramona Singer's book on the no, beach. We all support you. It, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the greatest book in the world. I, what I love the most about this book are the photos and the captions <laughs> to the photos, <laughs> There's one photo of Ramona in, in a bikini laying out next to the pool, and the caption just says, My hot bod. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we, we were looking at those pictures with your mom, and it's it was like- insane. I love it. Insane. I love it. There's also like a very long chapter about her. She took a trip to Africa. If you all remember, from know, yeah, the, three uh, season I believe seven. it. Yeah, it was season season five or six when she and Avery before Avery yeah, went yeah, to yeah. college. Six, definitely six. Went to went to Africa. It was after four. Th- there was a very a very, very long passage about. The monkeys that she saw in Africa and how uh, how bright blue their testicles were, (laughs) and they were I mean, they were Ramona blue for sure. (laughs) Ramona blue.
1: My experience reading that book, I was like reading it on my like Amazon Fire, and I was in a car with my mom, and my mom and I had like just spent the morning from like six a.m. to like noon talking about like ghosts we've seen in our lives. So then I read it right.
0: (laughs)
3: Oh <laughs> right. wow! Move
1: no, on. Yeah. Let's move on.
3: Uh, so next, like keeping on the housewives so train, we have Teresa Judice turning the tables. Now Alex is
2: alone here. You know <laughs> we we attended the book party. Yeah, I, I have, have not read it. it. Yes. So, How's turning tables? Well, I, I mean it, it's very clear that the, uh, Teresa did not write this by herself. Yeah. She, it was uh, co-written. Um, Daniel and I actually both went to the book launch party for this. We met the co-writer. Yeah. She, well, give that scoop. It's yeah. A good scoop. So I hope she doesn't listen to this. But <laughs> 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 Teresa was giving like her speech, talking about how emotional she was coming out of prison. I mean, because the book came out the day she got like, out of jail. Not the day, but like, but very shortly after she came oh, out of jail. Yeah. yeah. And so she was like, she was talking about how, you know, her family supported her and blah, blah, blah. And this woman started, I was taking a video of, of Teresa giving this speech and this woman started tapping the man on the shoulder and was like, send me those videos. And I was like, who are you? And she was like, she pointed to the cover of the book that says Teresa Giudice with, and whatever the woman's name is yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was like she worked for like, a she magazine. Was like yeah she she's uh, an editor of people magazine yeah, yeah. i believe and she said oh i'm the co-author and i was like oh great and so i took the video and then afterwards i was like oh can i get your card and she, she was like she are. was like what are you talking about <laughs> and i was like she was wasted yeah
3: she
1: was
2: <laughs> we should not be saying this <laughs> i was like i was like oh never mind and then i ran away <laughs> but, so, this the book content. The, the content of the book Butcherine? you know, it, uh, I would just watch the show, it's it's kind of a snore, it, it's very it, Teresa didn't learn a thing in prison <laughs> let's just say, <laughs> I she mean, didn't she learn she so does not know why she, she went did to she, she has said multiple times She she contradicts herself, in one sentence she'll say, like, I know exactly why I went to prison, and then in the next paragraph she says I don't even know why I went to prison. I didn't do anything. So,
1: Queen, don't (laughs) read it. So next book is... Say New Jersey. Not exactly a celebrity memoir, but the book that shook the earth in 2009. It's canon. It's canon. When Danielle Staub placed that book on the table at the finale episode of real housewives of new jersey season one
2: it literally shook this earth we heard it so Um, it's my favorite scene in history do it (laughs) (laughs) what i don't understand is why you would bring a book like this out into public (laughs) um so who read it
3: well, I, I didn't did no, I didn't but I knew all about Wait, it. Wait, have you read it? No, but I I
1: recently I recently watched rewatched season 1 of Real Housewives. So I feel like I okay. know things. No, so I, I, own own a copy. I know as much as Dina Manzo. So, does.
2: let me Let me just I read like, the pages that Danielle was mentioned on or Beverly. Beverly she, she is Beverly, Beverly like <laughs> Let me just
3: say that Calabrese Hearst Household has two copies of Copacabella Badge. This is true. In its library. Uh, I, guess, I guess I'm the only one who's actually read it, oh, and are. it's actually a very There's good a read. Uh, I mean, like, I'm... never mind. Okay, as, as the boys <laughs> look at the bookshelf, uh, I read it cover to cover, definitely worth a read. It's, like, very juicy and, like, even outside of the whole Danielle aspect of it, like, but it's never, a crazy story. Never has a
1: book been so integral to a an entire yeah. season of Real Housewives.
3: I guess the the one that would be second would be like Teresa's cookbook. Carol
2: and Aviva. Carol and Aviva. Well, guy. also Teresa's cookbook that came oh, out, yeah. which was, was the catalyst days. a lot of of a lot of that drama at yeah. the end of yeah. season three, I think it was, of Jersey. When Teresa said that Caroline is as Italian as the Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. Uh,
3: so I guess I'm Absolutely. the one who read "Cop Without a Badge." I recommend it. So Great. read that. So that takes us to Carol Raswell What
2: remains? So who has read that? Me. Me too. Not me. Yeah, Alice has not read it. The celebrity memoir expert. I am embarrassed. Yeah, that. you you should keep. You should read that next. I think. I'm I'm between that and Marie Osmond's book next. Okay,
3: I I read this for you, Come Through Queen fans, when I was in the real world Key West house, as I mentioned in a previous episode. Okay, yeah. So the thing, <laughs>
1: I feel like the thing about like this book of like all of the list we're talking about, and this is was an actual, like, she's an actual writer who released a book about her experience before she was
3: yeah, she reality
1: re- famous. Or she released
3: a book before she was a housewife, so it's not a housewife
1: book. She was on Oprah. Yeah. Um, it's a very, 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 very good book, in my opinion.
3: Uh, I would subtract three berries. I like, and like, like I like, one. I, I like death and sadness, <laughs> Dan. Um... The thing that I took away from this book is she, like, talked up her relationship with... Diane Car- Sawyer? No, with Carol Bissett. I was, like, less jarred by the, the Diane Sawyer relationship, because, like, I can accept that she they worked together, but, like, they kept talking about, like, what good friends she and Carol were, and, like... Carolyn? Carolyn. Carolyn and Carol. You don't believe that they were actual friends?
1: <gasps>
3: I You're do... No, I viewers. do. I do. I do believe that they were friends, but, like, the way she painted it were was that like they were the best of friends. They lived in a house together, you ding dong. <laughs> no, I I don't
1: see it. now reread oh it. Oh my god, you reread conspiracy it. With... <laughs> yes, oh, that's uh, fine. What,
3: what, what I
1: what I think is funny, like her relationship with Diane Sawyer, because she mentions her friend Diane a few times in that, and like
3: Diane helped her. Well, the relationship with Lee is also another highlight. Lee Radswell. Well, yeah. There's a lot of good parts in this book. I definitely recommend this book. Also, the last time Lee and Carol were seen together was the opening of
1: Cabaret, like, three years ago. I mean, they don't need to, like, be in a public space to be, like, to have been together. But do you think that they, like, get together? I feel, like, in my heart, I feel like they do. Because, what's like, fun? I am, like, uh, what's a, what's a Redwell stand called? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Radsies? That's so boring. <laughs> a, Radsbury? a Radsbury? A radsberry. Oh, that's cute. I think I'm a Radsbury. There's no Sans. Like, like, no matter what she does for some reason, like, I like support her.
3: Uh, that's
1: fine for you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's move, move on. on. Uh, so we, we have. Andy, I've read all of the Andy Cohen
3: books. Andy Cohen's written two books Most Talkative and The Andy Cohen Diaries. Brendan's read both. I I have also read
1: both. I've read neither. I read the first one on a plane from Atlanta to LA. It's six hour... It, it was perfect. For first,
2: them. first book I loved. Second book, it took me literally a year to get through. I thought it was so boring. I, I watched Alex struggle through that year. I hated that book. Like would, I hated the diary book he, so much. He would read like one, well, like another book, and then come back to the diaries. Yeah. It was. I, I found it just like so annoying. So like, what did you not like about it? I didn't like. Like I know that he's like come out and said like I drop a name every page. Mm-hmm. But, like I found that like I didn't think it was even remotely cute. I found it like to be incredibly annoying. But also anxious. like he didn't drop the names that you wanted. Right. He he dropped the names of like the a listers that he was hanging out with. But he wouldn't talk about like he would say like I got a call from a housewife's oh, husband yeah. begging for. Like her job back, but he wouldn't name the housewife. I care about the Bravo celebrities. I don't care about like, yeah. him hanging out with Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah. like getting I mean, a cheeseburger agree. in the Hamptons. Uh, so, uh, from a book you didn't like to possibly your favorite book on this whole list, well, Marsha Clark, without a doubt. Without a doubt? An incredible memoir. Oh my so, my so like, <laughs> so, on through who Marshall Clark is. Because well, okay. So, Marsha Clark, for those of you who don't know... Wake up. Is, I mean, like... Well, first of all, if you don't know who Marsha Clark is, like, I don't want to know you. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. You're going to alienate our fans. Um, but she is... Uh, she was the prosecutor of the uh, Jay Simpson trial. She is... A feminist icon. She is <laughs> true. She is probably the smartest living woman on the face of the planet. Or human. Human. True. Smartest right. living human. Oh God. Um, we, have, we have a stand in our courses. I love Marsha Clark. I regularly comment on her Facebook posts and she liked one of them and I started shaking and <laughs> sweating. And we're gonna see her. We are, we're A Come Through Queen exclusive. We're going to see her at the 92nd Street Y next week. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Yeah. on Thursday next week. Yeah. Yes, next Thursday we're going to see her. I'm actually currently reading her crime fiction memoir, or not memoir, novel, uh blood blood defense, <laughs> which is fantastic. I actually really love it sorry i'm just drunk anyway um, but her memoir i don't even really want to call it a memoir because it's not it's not a memoir in the traditional sense it's more just about the o j trial and there's there's pieces. some there's some pieces that go back into her childhood or or some you know pieces of her past but it, the majority of the book is about the OJ trial and how she felt about the trial um I just loved reading it because I was reading it as it as I was watching the uh the people versus OJ Simpson it was a great companion piece to that um also my 100% favorite part of the book was <laughs> And I'm pulling this up for you, fans, <laughs> <laughs> was when Marsha Clark defended Faye Resnick for writing the book that y'all dragged her for for, like, <laughs> probably 25 years. She said, I quote, I thought Faye's book would be tabloid nonsense, life and times in the Brentwood fast lane, but it wasn't. <laughs> it impressed me. I believe she was speaking honestly. The book had the ring of truth, which is 100% how I feel about Faye Resnick's books. With an S on that. Brendan and
3: I are doing... <laughs> they are doing, doing the shell mouth.
2: massage <laughs> finger wave right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like a million things that you could say about, about Marsha's book. You could talk about... I feel like everybody's obsessed with her relationship with Chris Darden I could give two shits about her relationship with Chris Stardin. I don't care. That's, like, the thing that I find least interesting about her. I care about how she, like, dealt with the public scrutiny, and I care about how she feels about Fay Resnick. <laughs> how, how do you relate the book to the show that I just aired? Um, well, it was interesting reading the book... While watching the show Because I was I was trying to match Yeah you were up. doing
3: it like, like I was I was real like time.
2: Real time Matching up Like what Marsha's book said Versus what was happening In the show I mean for the most part It matched up I mean yeah. I, I think that the show Did a good job I mean, based on what Marcia did. Well, yeah, I think she did interviews that said like For, she thought I did a good job. Yeah. You know. To me, everything that Marcia writes is gospel, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I don't care. All right. So you mentioned phase books.
3: And yes. Brennan, have you read
2: either no, of the books? No, I have books? not. I have not. So
3: phase two books are called Nicole Brown Simpson: The Private Diary of a Life Interrupted. And Shattered
2: in the Eye of the Storm. So, Alex, give us a little piece of those. So, these books are, let me just preface and say that they are incredibly easy reads. It takes you about two days to get through them. So, what's the difference between the two books? So, the first book is literally about the life of Nicole Brown Simpson leading up to her murder, uh, Which is (laughs) not (laughs) funny. Yeah, it's not funny at all. It's horrible. Um, So um, it's it's about Faye's perception of her relationship with OJ, about um, what she what she saw, what she witnessed, etc. And shattered in the eye of the storm is about the aftermath of Faye putting out the first book, and it's about the public's perception of her and her getting caught in the whirlwind of the OJ trial. Which did you like more? So I thought that the... So I'm probably going to catch some flack from your listeners for saying this. I'm going to come in like a lightning bolt here. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to say that I truly thought that Faye's book about Nicole Brown Simpson, while I thought it was sort of salacious, and while there were parts that, yes, I thought that she could have lived without writing, maybe, like, she didn't have to write about having sex with her, etc., maybe she could have left out the drugs, I thought it was interesting, I thought it was great, actually, that she, she was fearless enough to write about the domestic violence that Nicole suffered. And I feel like at that time, and granted, like, I wasn't around during that time. Or, I mean, I was around, but I wasn't conscious because I was, like, four years old, probably. Oh, my God. You're older than that. Okay. Well, I wasn't, like, watching the news. But I thought that it was great that she, like... I mean, she, she did, she made a big enough statement to stop the trial itself. Yeah. I mean, I think that that in and of itself was, is like a huge thing that like, I don't think that no, I don't think anybody gives her enough credit for that.
1: I think that's very interesting and I feel like it sort of comes through when you watch her like on these different shows she appears on because she will give you like a little bit of like on camera time but she does not ever want to be part of the drama which is
2: interesting. Yeah. Yes, well because she was in, quoting the book, the eye of the storm. <laughs> <laughs> After her first book came out I think that it was traumatic for her and I mean, look, I think that there were parts of the book that she could have left out. I think she rushed it. I think I mean, obviously it came out before like yeah. the trial like mm-hmm. really like materialized and everything. But I like that she at least was willing to make a statement, and I like that I don't know. I just like Faye Resnick. I Agreed. can't help it. I, I can't we like it. We like Faye Resnick. So
3: the last few books are books that Alex has read and then Brandon <laughs> and I have not read. So we're going to do a
2: quick run through. Yeah, give uh, us like a few words on each. Jodi Sweeten on Sweetin. Okay, so literally the only thing that I have to say about Jodi Sweeten's book, aside from the fact that it appears that it was written by like... A fifth grader. (laughs) Oh my god! God. (laughs) (laughs) You took my breath away. Well, like she lived a very sad life, which it's it's very sad to read. But what I enjoyed or didn't enjoy? Oh my god! (laughs) Um, What I was interested in hearing was that she drank for the first time. Candace Cameron wedding at the age That's of 14. Crazy. That was the first time that she ever got drunk and she like blacked out and threw up everywhere and they had to like carry her out. How old was she? And she, she was, was 14. 14 years old. That's crazy. That was at Candace Cameron wedding.
1: Uh, I is she Canada. also
2: is the same guy? No. Candace? So she. Candace is. Yeah Candace is. Jody... Yeah. Candace really is. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Oh my god. That occupier. Yeah yeah. Also Jody relapsed while Writing the book, yeah, which yeah. was actually very interesting—the uh, way she wrote about it. So check out Unsweetened by Jo. Well, well,
3: you also mentioned like the fact that, um, the, like she wrote this book about her past and like her role in Fuller House. Yes, it's kind of like
2: the party girl, like the DJ, like the yeah, you know, they have her like in the clubs on the show. I mean, I am in a the I'm clubs a pr- I'm a proud Fuller, Fuller House, House viewer. Say, I I watch, love, I've watched. Completed. I'm Team Steve. Hashtag. Oh my God, Steve is
1: so cute. Steve
2: is the best, and he's a good family man, fans. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> would you recommend actually reading this book or no? No, I yeah. would not. Yeah, I yeah. would just read like the Us Weekly updates. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so we have Jewel, be- never broken. One hundred percent, read this book. It's my actually my favorite celebrity memoir of all. Okay. Time. I uh love it. Drummond, <laughs>
3: Black Heels Dractor Reel. Also known as The Pioneer Woman. Which I did give you as a Christmas gift, so you
2: better enjoy this book. Yeah. I loved it. Um not quite as good as Jules, but <laughs> also so, great. I mean What's like the juicy tidbit from this book? The juicy tidbit from Ree's book is that she not only when she met her husband Lad, the Marlboro man as she <laughs> Lad. <first> one, Lad, <laughs> Lad with oh. a double D on the end, she met him. I mean. she, she likes to romanticize their story in the book you read. She actually was dating a guy back in L.A. at the same time, oh. so she is a two time woman. Stop. We've all been there. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I support Rae. I love uh, everybody Watched The Pioneer Woman at like 1030 yeah. Don't sleep on The Pioneer Woman. Yo,
1: World. I've made her uh, mashed potatoes before and they're like amazing. She's dope.
2: She's great. All right, so also, the... she ran over her dog. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. On her way to see Lad while she was cheating on her other boyfriend. So she's That's a karma. dog killer too. That's karma. Yeah. Uh,
3: anyway. So we do have a fan question r- with regard to the topic of memoirs. Uh, Andy C. Butler on Twitter asks, you had to pick one desert island celeb memoir, what would it be?" And he says, "Mine would be RuPaul's Working It, which we didn't talk about." And is, okay, that even a,
1: is that even a memoir? I feel like it's like a self-help.
3: No, but I, Ru-
2: RuPaul like always like spins a little bit of her story into it. I mean, we could like talk about Chloe's Strong looks better naked too. Like that's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what would you guys pick? Brendan? Mine would be Leah Remini's troublemaker. Alex? 100% Jewel, never broken. I love a story that starts out as like, she, she starts out like very humble beginnings and ends up like winning. I love Jewel. I love Jewel. I'm a Jewel stan. You are... You're fool You're a crown jewel. No, she actually invented the online stand base. Oh, what All are right. they called again? They're called the Everyday Angels. She named, get out of here. She named out of here. She <laughs> named her fans on AOL back in the nineties. The Everyday <laughs> Angels. <laughs> uh, They're so, never inviting. So me So my answer
3: would be uh, actually cop without a badge because it's like a dense read, which is like very thrilling from cover to cover. So oh. read that. Uh We need to wrap this up yeah, Come on <laughs> Come through come a- queen We Stop have a writing. freak of the week and the one's your queen Freak is Sherry
1: Shepard You appeared on Wendy Williams this week oh. And said that you would never Appear on the view again and so, then... so that
3: was Monday That she appeared Two moons, two moons later, moon <laughs> she is co-hosting the View. <laughs> After like many months of not being on the yeah. View, it was truly one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Like a most insane turnaround.
1: Yeah, and then she also accused her ex-husband of being a swinger, swinger. which Wendy
3: caught. On I the wanna swing from the chandelier. Yeah, so Sherry Shepard, we love you, but. I mean, yeah, we love you, obviously. We ranked you pretty high on the rankings of the view. Yeah, but you're, the,
2: you're a freak. You're the freak of the week.
3: Freak! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the One True Queen, do not sleep on the Housewives Snapchats. Because Ramona Singer on Snapchat, oh my. Has lost her mind. God.
1: So, she was invited to the Countess's birthday party, apparently.
3: Surprise birthday
1: party! Surprise birthday party! And she posted Snapchat saying that she was uninvited by somebody named Tom, and then I realized that Tom is the Countess's fiance. <gasps> so she got a direct call from the Countess's
3: fiance
2: saying well, like, she uninvited. And then
3: she, like, broadcasted this live on Snapchat Queen. regarding a surprise birthday. A birthday. <laughs>
1: and then the next morning, she did another live broadcast of her leaving therapy, saying that she went to therapy because she's a single woman. Yeah, so, she went to
3: speak to her therapist to understand how to live in New York as a single woman. I've tweeted her asking
1: her how... I can achieve her therapist.
2: And so <laughs> I think to... it's great that she's, she, you know, she's removing the stigma, you know, for a lot of women out there. <laughs>
1: the
2: Single white women.
1: Yes. So, anyways, Dan, we should probably close this down. Yeah. So this is
3: Come Through Queen. You can find us at ComeThroughQueen.com. That's T H R U. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play, and. We're in a review. Apparently, it's hard to do on an iPhone, so you need to do it, like, at a laptop computer. Yeah, or
1: we are also now on Facebook, and we love engagement, so follow us on Facebook, find us at Come Through Queen, and we would love to be a safe space for you. Yeah, Uh,
3: so you could also email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. We want to hear your ideas for deep dives, comments on the shows, but you could always tweet or Facebook message those comments as well. So, Brendan, where can we find you online? Um, you can find
1: me at, not Brendan, um, where can we find you, Alex?
2: You can usually find me in the Shady Music (laughs) Facts replies fighting with teens. Same. Um, at at Alex S. Hurst. Oh, that's great. H-U-R-S-T. Not to be confused with the other Hurst. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dan, what about you?
3: Oh, I'm (laughs) at IDKIDK on
2: Twitter. Uh, So that's
3: it for this show. So like, comment, subscribe. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We will see you next week. Thank you for our guest, Alex Hurd. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. First, first.